0: This is the Vegetarian Zen Podcast, episode number 117.
1: Welcome to Vegetarian Zen, a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious to share tips for living a healthy lifestyle. Now sit back, relax, and prepare to get your veg on.
0: Hey there, Veg Zeners! Welcome back to Vegetarian Zen. My name is Vicki, and this is Larissa. In today's episode of our podcast, we're going to be discussing a topic that was suggested to us by one of our listeners, and she wondered if some people who are vegetarian or vegan, as a result of the inhumane uh, treatment of animals, are more prone to suffer from depression because they feel that they're not making a difference. We're going to address some reasons for these feelings, which we've all had, I'm sure. And we're going to suggest some ways to overcome them.
1: Right. And, I, you know, I think it's important to add, too, that uh, the reason, some of the reasons we'll be talking about for, you know, feeling depressed, at, you know, as a vegetarian or vegan, they're not all animal-related. So there are some other reasons that I've found when I was doing some research and some reading for this. So we'll talk about those as well.
0: All right. But first... A rating.
1: A rating. Yay. Yay. All right. So this is from the US and on August 5th of 2015. And it is from charmed32 who says, great podcast just found your podcast a few days ago. I've always been a pretty healthy eater because I'm an avid runner. I went vegan for health reasons about five months ago. And I must say that I listened to several vegan podcasts and yours by far has been one of the most educational. Please keep up the good work. Oh, and FYI, I am a person that never leaves reviews charm 32 rocks yes thank you
0: so much for leaving us that review especially because you typically don't do that we really really appreciate it yes thank you so much all right now we have a news update and it's a pretty encouraging one i think it has to do with why SeaWorld attendance is plummeting
1: good and you know we have to we live we can see the roller coasters of SeaWorld from our house and in fact, when it's quiet at night, you can hear people screaming on the roller coasters from our house. So that's how close we are to see. As a matter of fact, we when we were first moving into the
0: subdivision,
1: uh, we chose intentionally
0: at the end of <laughs> yeah. of the subdivision because it was very loud over there. It
1: was very loud. Yeah, the closer you get over there. So, yeah. so this report uh, is apparently the financial services company Credit Suisse examined the sharp increase of negative online activity regarding SeaWorld. And this is over the last, I guess, well, apparently since 2013, since Blackfish, the documentary Blackfish came out, which is about the mistreatment of uh, sea animals in captivity. So SeaWorld, basically. And so this has been going on since 2013, but especially recently. And they found that there were two things that have happened recently that have contributed to a really big increase in the negative comments and and negative activity about SeaWorld. So the first one was apparently black, black, back in July of this year, I guess, uh, a SeaWorld employee, and I don't know this whole story. So I don't know, you know, what exactly happened. But a SeaWorld employee, apparently posed as a PETA activists so people for the ethical treatment of animals uh posed as a PETA activist and I don't know what the reasoning was for that I don't know if it was kind of to infiltrate their group or what but that happened but then even more importantly was uh the boy band One Direction when I say boy band I yeah, I, they
0: are. we're too old to know that. I guess
1: I don't know uh if it's not new edition or new kids on the block or, you know <laughs> just the dated Beatles. myself the Beatles um so the, their singer, Harry Styles, called for a boycott of SeaWorld during a concert that they were giving back in July. So basically what he did, he asked the crowd during the show, do you like dolphins? And then he kind of followed that question up with, then don't go to SeaWorld. And that had apparently a huge impact on their listeners and their fans or whatever, most of whom I'm assuming are probably teenage girls. I yes. guess.
0: Well, that's good. That's awesome. Uh, and, and kudos to him for, you know, stating his beliefs and right. such, you know, and that's, I, I get really irritated when people say, well, I'm going to a concert and they shouldn't say what their beliefs are. It's like, uh, well, that's his platform. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, if you don't want to go, then don't pay for it. I right. mean, that's up to you. Like we love Kathy Griffin too. That's a, mm-hmm. and it's just amazing to me how people go to her, her shows and don't and get offended
1: she, yeah <laughs> yeah yeah right but uh so anyway the the result of these things has been a really large increase in negative commentary uh, about SeaWorld online and then uh, a decrease in their profits their stocks and their attendance
0: well this is a great news update too because you know, it's one of those things where you could easily be discouraged, kind of segueing into our topic mm-hmm. that, you know, a oh, big deal. It's just me not going mm-hmm. to SeaWorld. What difference is that going to make? There's still lines for people to get into SeaWorld. I mean, we see them, I, mm-hmm. I get stuck on them sometimes yeah. on, my, on my way home. And, but, you know, I think this is why this goes to show that. It does have an impact, right? Right. Right. So I don't want to steal from our main topic. So <laughs> let's go ahead and move into that.
1: All right. Awesome.
0: All right. As we mentioned, one of our listeners that actually suggested this topic, and we thought it was a really great topic because we do address a lot of more nutritional recipe type topics, but we don't talk a lot about the mental challenges that can come with being a vegan and vegetarian, and as you guys who have listened to us for a while know, Larissa and I live deep in the heart of Texas, and it is a it is barbecue country. There's a lot of barbecue places around here. Texas barbecue is a huge thing. Mm-hmm. Steaks, all the steakhouses are huge over here. So it can be somewhat challenging. Luckily, as a big city, and it is pretty diverse, we do have some pretty good choices. As a matter of fact, we went to a vegan what has quickly become our favorite vegan restaurant uh, just yesterday for lunch. And uh, so we have some options, but it can be sometimes discouraging. And let's talk about some of the reasons why vegans and vegetarians might even doubt their own reasons for becoming vegan and vegetarian if they just feel like, what's the point?
1: Right. Well, I've got four different ones outlined here. And then so we'll go over these four reasons and they're four very different things. And then after that, we'll talk about some things uh, that you can do for each one of these reasons. So the first one is kind of what our listener was talking about in her question or in her suggestion was, you know, what's the point? I mean, animals are still being hurt and killed, even if we're not eating meat, even if you and I and our listeners don't eat meat or animal products. Other people still are. So these animals are still you know, suffering and dying. So what's the point? So that's the first reason.
0: The second reason, it's really hard to be a veg when my spouse, kids, family, friends, co-workers aren't. Mm-hmm.
1: That And that's true. That can be. Right. And we talk about that a lot in our Peas and Carrots uh, Society group on Facebook, our closed group. And that's, it is, it's it's difficult when you are a vegetarian and your husband or wife is not or your family is not and you have to go to to you know, family gatherings and and things. So number three is I'm still having health problems, even though I stopped eating animal products. And, you know, a lot of people will go vegetarian or vegan, or at least cut their consumption way back because they have health problems, like high cholesterol, heart problems, diabetes, different things like that. And the, uh nutritional advice is, you know, eat less meat, eat less animal products, and it'll help improve your health. But sometimes you still have problems. I mean, I'm still diabetic. And that's my fault because I still eat sugar and I shouldn't. But you know, there are still some other issues that I struggle with that are have not have 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 improved, but have not completely gone away. So that can be very depressing for some people.
0: And then reason num- number four is I miss the taste, texture, etc. of meat and dairy. And I would say the et cetera can sometimes be social ties. Mm-hmm. So for example, by the time this podcast episode airs, my blog post will have published, which has to do with football season and things you can make during football season for uh, vegan vegetarian snacks. Those are really socially, t- those have a lot of strong social ties. I mean, I started watching football with my dad when I was like six years old and he would be out grilling and come back in smelling like like uh, barbecue and all of those things are just very tied to memories and and uh, can really have a strong hold on us and make us miss things. You with milk, mm-hmm. right? You used to right. drink a couple of gallons of milk by
1: yourself. Yeah, a week. A yeah. week. Yeah. So
0: yeah, there's crazy. a lot of emotional tie. Ty- highs that probably to me are even harder sometimes than the physical ones. Mm -hmm.
1: That's definitely true. I would agree with that. All right. So let's talk about some ways and some things you can do to help yourself when you've got, you're dealing with uh, one or two or all of these reasons that we just talked about. So we'll talk about animals first. Yeah.
0: And this is one that Larissa and I talk about in, in our support of each other is that, You know, we typically don't go to sites that show a lot of animal abuse and look at those pictures. I think they're important. So don't get me wrong. I think they're important that people are aware of what's going on, but we're already there. Mm -hmm. So I think one of the things we don't need to be convinced, in other words. So I think that us looking at pictures of things like that can only depress us. Mm -hmm. So if I look at farming, you know, those factory kind of things, That's depressing to me. And that can give me the feeling that maybe I'm not making a big difference. What what I think is more beneficial is to educate yourself about the positive changes that are being made to help animals. So that pumps me up Mm -hmm. versus making me depressed. Does that make sense? Right. Because I'm already there. I don't need to be convinced. If anything, it's just going to hurt me to see that it's going to make me feel like, well, what's the point? Mm
1: -hmm. Well, and that's exactly like uh, the, the news story that we just talked about, about SeaWorld. And, you know, so, reading about things, I'm the same as as you, by the way, Uh, reading about things like legislation against animal cruelty, uh, against factory farming, against experimenting on animals. When when I read about things that have passed in laws, you know, to protect animals, that's a good thing. That kind of encourages me. That's like, okay, we're on the right track. People are listening. You know, as hard as it is to to see sometimes, I mean, people, the right people are listening and it's getting to the right ears. It's just a process. It's not something that we can just do overnight. I mean, it's a process, you know?
0: Yeah. And I think that's, that's a big reason why we we started this podcast mm-hmm. and the direction we wanted to take it. We didn't really want to focus on a lot of the negative stuff out there. We wanted to focus more on the positive aspects of living a plant-based lifestyle and the positive changes that are occurring as a result of people reducing the demand for meat mm-hmm. and, uh, and and really getting involved with things like boycotting SeaWorld because of the way animals are treated and such. So, I mean, that's really what we want to do. Again, I'm not saying that other stuff is not needed, but I think that... Focusing on the positive changes that are occurring is also something that's equally as important.
1: Right. Something else I like is uh, when I see companies change their policies. And this is happening more and more. And you're seeing this, we're seeing this now not just with companies that are finding ways to test their products without testing on animals, but also companies that are letting go of the GMO. ingredients and becoming more proactive as far as you know their their what they put in their products so that and then the other thing that I love to see is, information. I love to read about animal sanctuaries that are working to save animals from these situations. So and I especially like seeing it when a a couple episodes ago, we talked about the zoos in Costa Rica, and how they're getting rid of the zoos. And they're going to be working with animal sanctuaries to keep those the animals that are in the zoos now when they close their zoos in Costa Rica, they'll be working with animal sanctuaries to protect those animals. Because you know, most of these animals can't be released in into the wild. So I like reading stories like that. It's very inspiring. Yeah, and the
0: next thing is to get involved. And and that is at whatever level is comfortable for you. So maybe that's signing a petition or volunteering at a shelter or a sanctuary. Larissa and I make monetary donations whatever. They they mm-hmm. you know, even $5 can help towards a bag of food for some of their animals. So whatever level is comfortable for you, but I'm with you with respect to the animal sanctuaries. I really like reading about the kind-hearted people Mm -hmm. that are taking care of these animals and are being so patient to help rehabilitate some of those. One of the stories that I love the most, which started out tragically, of course, was all these Michael Vick pit bulls and that Best Friends, which is one of our favorite charities to give to the Best Friends Animal Sanctuary, that we, um, I mean, that they took these dogs in and rehabilitated and then adopted out the ones that they could and the ones they didn't, they couldn't they gave a permanent home to, But to see them like sleeping next to the dog so the dogs would start to trust humans again and all that, that makes me feel good. That mm-hmm. makes me feel positive. And yes, it's sad the way it happened, but to focus more on the positive, I think is one way that you can help avoid that depression.
1: Right, exactly. And then, you know, vote with your dollars. We do this too wh- whenever we can is vote with your dollars. Buy products that support kindness to animals that don't test on animals. And, you know, a, leap, a, a good resource for this is we've talked about this in past episodes is leaping bunny leaping bunny is uh, a certification program that, companies can do and then put their their name on the leaping bunny list of, you know, animal cruelty free products. And then you can go out to leaping bunny website, they have an app that when you're at the store, you can actually search for these products. And I'll link up to all that in the show notes again. But that's really helpful.
0: Yeah. And I think it's important to remember that you don't have to be extreme to achieve results. In fact, often, there's people that are Uh, really get in people's faces are often ignored or dismissed. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that I understand people's passion, but I think, and again, going back to why we started this podcast is that we understand we're not extreme (laughs) and I'm sure we'll be criticized at some point if we haven't been already that maybe we're not extreme enough or whatever, but you know what? I think there's a spectrum that's necessary there. And I think that if you can engage people in a conversation that is positive that that tends to go, you tend to be more engaged with them mm-hmm. over a longer period of time than if you just start a conversation with I'm right, and you're wrong, mm-hmm. because they're just going to turn you off.
1: Right? Exactly. All right. So what about the social aspects? So I reason going back to our reasons, reason number two was that sometimes it's, it's hard to be a vegetarian or vegan when your friends, family members, coworkers aren't. So what are some things that we can do to kind of Uh, help with that?
0: Well, the first thing you can do, I think, is to seek out other vegetarians and vegans in your area or online (laughs) technology is so great. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we've gotten some emails and voicemails from people that are feel very isolated in their, their society where they live, because there's just not a lot of vegans or vegetarians. So that's why it's so important to really try to find those online groups Mm -hmm. to help, You feel supported in your decisions, and that people like that are like-minded. Can help you when you feel a little bit down or you're having some challenges mm-hmm. at work. On my in my immediate area, there's one other vegetarian, and it's he and I are kind of always looking and scoping out the vegetarian options and mm-hmm. stuff whenever we have something at work or you know we're going to the cafe or something.
1: Yeah, it's a sense of solidarity, right? It's yeah. like like a partnership. Like you have like a partner in in uh, in your journey along your journey, and that's what our peas and carrots group is really, really, really good for. And I just I'm so excited excited by, you know, every time all the interactions that I see in our group, it's just amazing to me. And, you know, there are questions posted all the time. Members, group members will post questions and they're always, I don't I don't think I've ever seen a question on there that hasn't had like at least five to twenty, you know, responses from our members. Yeah,
0: huge. And for those who may may be new to our podcast or listening to us, the Peas and Carrot Society is a closed Facebook group that uh, we, what is it? About
1: 200 folks? It's 192 people. Oh, you could be 200. That's
0: right. (laughs) Uh, And it's a really supportive group. It's closed because that way, as Larissa said earlier in the podcast, they, folks in there can share struggles that maybe they're having with their spouse or their friends or their family, maybe not being as supportive. And since it's a closed group, those types of questions don't post in their feed. So mm-hmm. only other people in the group would see those questions. Right. So if you're in need of a support group, definitely the Peas and Carrots Society is something something you should check out.
1: Check us out. Well, I'll put the link in the show notes, of course. Um. So yeah, so seek out other vegetarians and vegans. This is interesting. You can do a topic search on meetup.com. And we've gone to a couple of different meetups through meetup.com for for different things. But uh, you can do a topic search. And I'll actually put the link I did the search and I'll put the link in the show notes directly. But the link is meetup.com forward slash topics forward slash vegan. And if you go to that, you'll have a whole list of vegan meetups and then you know you filter it by your area and where and wherever you are. So that can work really well for you. Now if you're in a tiny little town in in North Dakota or something, you're probably not gonna find anything. But if you're in a bigger area like we are, chances are you'll find something. Why are you picking on North Dakota? Hey, North Dakota's <laughs> awesome. Just saying there's probably not a whole lot of vegan meetups. <laughs> and the good thing about that kind of segueing is if there's not a group in your area, maybe consider forming one. You know, I mean, chances are if you're looking, somebody else is looking too.
0: Yeah. And if you have any vegan or vegetarian friends locally, then consider just having maybe even a regular lunch or brunch together or maybe like rotating it at people's houses. That's mm-hmm. cool. And here's the thing. They don't have to be vegan or vegetarian. I have a lot of friends who are cool with eating plant based. They don't like to eat a lot of meat anyways. Mm-hmm. And as long as it's good, they don't care. So you could even have a meatless brunch every other Sunday or something like that. Right. And that would be uh, that would be something you can invite even. You're, you might turn some people on to some uh, some really good food.
1: Mm-hmm. right. And then you know in that vein too, just find non-confrontational ways to explain to the people in your life that your choices are important to you and that you'd really appreciate their support. I mean, don't expect it because you might not always get it. But you know just just approaching people in an open manner, is uh, sometimes can be very helpful and you may be surprised. And you're going to get
0: some real jerks too. So, (laughs) I mean, because quite honestly, some people think it's still funny to, you know, if they see a picture of a pig to say bacon or Mm -hmm. something like that. And that's the kind of stuff you don't have to put up with. I mean, you know, I think that's the kind of thing that on the other side of that, you know, it's, yeah, Yeah. you don't have to put up with that either. Right, right.
1: (laughs) All right, let's move into talking about health. Okay. So, reason number 3 then was, you know, well, what if I what if I went vegan or vegetarian for my health, but I'm like I'm still not completely healthy. I haven't rebounded. I'm not like, you know, running marathons all of a sudden or anything. What do you do if if that's kind of the case?
0: Well, you know, this is an interesting one to me too because I would say that sometimes people equate a vegan or vegetarian diet as kind of the panacea for
1: whatever health problems. Yeah,
0: exactly. And you and I, as you just said, we've still struggled, right? We both still have some weight to lose. And you've struggled with diabetes in full transparency uh, with your sugar addiction. Mm -hmm. So it's not a cure all by any means. But you know, and we talked about when we started this podcast because we started it because we were junk food vegetarians. We almost gave up on eating a plant-based lifestyle because we just didn't know if our bodies could handle it. We felt so badly. And we didn't realize
1: that we were just doing everything wrong. (laughs) Yeah. So just cutting
0: out meat in itself is not going to cure what ails you. But, um, you know, there are some things that if you're eating a healthy vegan and vegetarian diet that it can help you with, like, lower cholesterol and protecting your cardiovascular system, keeping your skin and other organs healthy. I will tell you, just overall, since we've, cor- course, corrected and not been junk food vegetarians mm. anymore, I have felt the most energetic that mm. I have felt in my entire life. Right. And like I said, I still have some weight to lose, but... Overall,
1: I just feel great. Mm -hmm. Well, here's a really good example, I think, and I'll use myself. Um, I'm transparent. I don't, you know, it doesn't bother me. Um, What are you going to say? (laughs) (laughs) I'm scared. No, no, no. no. Don't be scared. You know, I was diagnosed with systemic lupus back in 2003, I guess, and I I really had a hard time with it. I mean, I, I, I was fortunate in a sense that I not, I've never had like full organ or multiple organ involvement or anything like that. So I'm, I'm good as far as that goes. But I had a lot of struggles with pain and joint pain and skin and, you know, other issues and fatigue and all of that stuff, right? Uh, and then some issues of fibromyalgia as well. Well, once we became vegetarians the right way, and then once I stopped drinking milk – and I really cut back on the dairy stuff. I still do eat cheese, um, but really, I milk. No. We're
0: fixing that. We're fixing because that. We're we've that. really been into these vegan cheeses lately. Mm-hmm.
1: Right, <laughs> that's a different uh, show. check out our last yeah. episode. Uh, but uh, but anyway, once I did that and I made those changes and I started eating more vegetables and fruits, I noticed a huge difference. I mean, and you saw it.
0: Well, what's interesting is when we became vegetarians, we did it so abruptly, and we didn't do any research mm-hmm. into how to do it the correct way. You didn't even like vegetables, no. <laughs> when we no. became so, we obviously didn't think this through. Had a very problem.
1: Well. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to make some pretty radical changes there. But once I did, you know, I noticed a huge improvement in my lupus symptoms and that's not just, and it hasn't completely gone away. I'm not going to say that it has because it hasn't, I still have problems. I still have, you know, uh, times where my, My skin really hurts or I'll get a rash flare up or, uh, you know, my joints are hurting and I'm really tired. But the incidences and the frequency and the duration of those has has decreased really significantly.
0: Yeah, and that leads to another good point in that if you are eating a healthy, balanced vegan or vegetarian diet and you still have issues, you really should be talking to your doctor because you could have something like lupus. You Mm -hmm. could have something serious wrong with you. So you definitely want to make sure you're looping your doctor in Mm -hmm. some sort of deficiency. We talked two episodes I think it was two episodes mm-hmm. ago about yeah. thyroid issues and correcting that, and how I feel like I was starting to get a thyroid issue or an iodine deficiency at best, and that I uh, that I course corrected that, but mm-hmm. I let my doctor know what I was doing, and I haven't had any symptoms since. Right, it's crazy,
1: exactly. It is. It's really crazy, but still, keep your doctor in the loop. Um, Definitely. All right. So, last reason that we mentioned was. What if you just crave animal products or meat? What if you miss that taste or the texture or just the overall experience? Like you said, the social kind of experience—it's tied to all that. Well, it what, is. What I can have to. You do? I
0: I pass like a a, a barbecue house mm-hmm. over here, one of our most popular ones, on the way to work, and especially in, especially in the morning, if the windows are down on my car, mm-hmm. you, you can, can smell, smell that, yeah. and and I'm just so used to that yeah. growing up that way.
1: So what? So what are the, some of the things that we can? do when that kind of happens. All right, so we
0: we always talk about this too is not don't beat yourself up. We talk about compassion for animals, but so many times we miss the compassion for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I know like you even struggled before when we went to one of our, an outdoor festival or I think it was the the farmers market and you were like, "God, that smells good." Mm-hmm. And you knew it was meat, but it just smelled good, right? Mm-hmm. And not to beat yourself up over that. I mean, that's not That's human, that's just your human nature and the way you were conditioned, you know, when growing up. And so don't feel bad about yourself and don't feel that things are necessarily all or nothing. So we've been talking about cheese, for example, you and I have been trying to get away from cheese and we've drastically reduced the amount. And you know me, I'm a cheese Mm -hmm. addict, but we really started experimenting with cashew cheese, like nut, nut cheese. Mm -hmm. And have been making little steps, so beating myself up over that and saying, "Well, you know, maybe I just don't care enough." That's why I'm still. That's not going to get you anywhere, and that's going to make you feel depressed about your yourself.
1: Right. Yeah. So forgive yourself. I mean, if if that happens and it does, I mean, uh, you know, we haven't eaten any meat since we became vegetarian, but I mean, what if it did happen?
0: Well, you know, I told you that time I, oh, that I accidentally ate a yeah, piece of meat, accidentally. That, Yeah, accidentally. I think
1: we've both done it accidentally. Um, they Actually, did that. it's been a couple. It's been like three yeah, times. Yeah, they I did think. that to us at the movies one time, and it was dark, and we couldn't see that your veggie burger was not a veggie burger and, until that first bite. And it was, yeah, but uh, yeah, nobody forced you to sign a contract when you became a vegetarian. You didn't have to like write your name in blood and say, "I will never eat another animal product again." I mean, if it happens, it happens. Forgive yourself. Move on.
0: Yeah, and then you can always try substituting things that will still give you that familiar taste or texture. So, for example, Larissa and I have been on a quest for jackfruit the, <laughs> the last few weeks because we have wanted some barbecue, and we had some barbecue at an event downtown made from jackfruit. It was like a chopped mm-hmm. jackfruit barbecue mm-hmm. sandwich. That it we had.
1: shreds. What what really jackfruit good. is really good is that it shreds like like shredded pork. You know when it's cooked. So. I mean, it, and it was good.
0: Yeah. And again, sometimes it's just about the whole social aspect. So I was we're walking around, drinking a beer, mm-hmm. you're downtown, and, you know, there's you're an outdoor festival. All that stuff is just feeds into, like, uh, your your uh, habits and mm-hmm. stuff. And so having that, as a matter of fact, it was so funny because one of our friends came up to us and said, Oh, I thought you guys were vegetarian. Why are you eating chopped barbecue? But it was, it looked so much like it, right? And she's like,
1: No way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, yeah. Right. And then, well, okay. So if you, are feeling depressed what if you're feeling depressed remember that there are some foods that can that you can eat or some and some other things you can do that may help to boost your mood
0: yeah so episode 18 way Way back wow that's almost 100 episodes ago wow and episode 103 okay so episode 18 is food and mood and episode 103 was food and stress, how to eat properly to eat stress. So uh, to, to eat stress, stress. <laughs> Or that, <laughs> how to eat properly to stress less. Right. So check out those episodes uh, for some tips on that. And then let's talk about some foods that can actually help to alter help to your, mood. your mood. So right? um, these are rich in selenium. There are Brazil nuts. And that's actually something that I have been eating regularly because that is was something recommended on the thyroid slash iodine deficiency list of things. So I've been eating like four or five of those a day mm-hmm. along with Brazil some, nuts. Uh, yeah. Brazil nuts. Did I say that? Or I don't know. Did did I? You? I, I don't know. Uh, I think I said selenium, but I don't know if I said Brazil nuts. Okay. Um, Brazil nuts, then beans and legumes, whole grains like oatmeal and brown rice and seeds like flax, chia, sunflower and sesame. I haven't had any, seeds in a while you Mm -hmm. you love sunflower sunflower seeds seeds, Yeah. yeah all right so let's talk about some good sources of folate
1: yeah so folate uh is also will also help with your mood uh so legumes nuts dark green vegetables all contain good amounts of folate there's also um Foods that contain lots of antioxidants like beta carotene, vitamin C, vitamin E. So things like, you know, beta carotene is, you know, the orange vegetables and fruits. So apricots, cantaloupe, carrots, peaches, pumpkins, sweet potatoes. But then also uh, broccoli, collards and spinach also have good uh, amounts of beta carotene. Vitamin C, of course, citrus, things like citrus, blueberries and strawberries, broccoli, again, kiwi, peppers, potatoes and tomatoes. And then vitamin E, good sources for vitamin E are nuts and seeds and wheat germ.
0: Yeah. And then there's make, making sure that you're getting enough B12. We talked about this recently, wasn't it two it was, episodes ago? I think ago? it was, was
1: the, in the thyroid and iodine Yeah. Episode.
0: So uh, typically we as vegetarians and vegans need to take a supplement mm-hmm. for that. And we just recently started doing that again. And then nutritional yeast is also a good source. Of, so
1: if you're making vegan B12. cheeses, then... yes. So that's
0: how you get some B12 in. Now, this last point is really, really important, and that is getting plenty of natural sunlight, exercise, and sleep. And I'm going to emphasize the first one the most because especially here in South Texas, it gets really hot and hard to be outside for long periods of time unless you're by some sort of body of water. (laughs) So it's still really important that you're letting that sun hit your skin a little bit because we need that. And and we need that for vitamin D. And that's why so many of us suffer from vitamin D deficiency. Right. I mean, I go from a house to an office, to a house to an office. And I'm not if I'm not making an effort to make sure I'm getting out and getting some sunlight, I can easily not be outside except maybe to get into my car. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, that's true. All right. That does it for our main topic uh, this week. Let's move into the recipe of the week.
1: Okay, so the recipe is, uh, it comes from our own website this time, and it's the uh, blackstrap molasses oatmeal. And I chose this one because uh, it's a good depression fighter, right? And for we just talked about oats being a good source of uh, selenium, Mm -hmm. right? So oatmeal, and then uh, also flaxseed. The recipe contains flaxseeds, so good source of selenium there too. Nuts, nuts. Especially if you use almonds in this. Now, I know almonds are not what you typically use in this recipe. It's usually walnuts or pecans, mm-hmm. which are good as well, but almonds are a really good source of vitamin E. So if you wanted to kind of boost the vitamin E in this recipe, try maybe some, just, I, I don't know how you would add almonds to that, but, or how well, it would taste. Yeah. But. I mean, it would, or you can have some maybe.
0: Almond butter on a piece of toast or something. Oh, that's true. That's a good good idea.
1: And then uh, oatmeal is also a good source of complex carbohydrates and fiber, which will help you too.
0: All right. Let's move into the quote of the week. I'm going to let you read this one because you found it. And I think it's awesome to wrap up this episode with.
1: Yeah. And, you know, actually, uh, I just found who who told this story, the, our listener who suggested this episode shared the, the story or a version of it. And she said, I don't know who, I don't know who said this, but so I looked it up and um, it's uh, by Laura. It's Lauren Isley and he's a 20th century American anthropologist. So, He told this story. He said, While wandering a deserted beach at dawn, stagnant in my work, I saw a man in the distance bending and throwing as he walked the endless stretch towards me. As he came near, I could see that he was throwing starfish abandoned on the sand by the tide back into the sea. When he was close enough, I asked him why he was working so hard at this strange task. He said that the sun would dry the starfish and that they would die. I said to him that I thought he was foolish. There were thousands of starfish on miles and miles of beach. One man alone could never make a difference. He smiled as he picked up the next starfish. Hurling it far into the sea, he said, It makes a difference for this one. I abandoned my writing and spent the morning throwing starfish.
0: That is so awesome. I know. That is so cool. I saw you. You You're like, I know, right? (laughs) Isn't that amazing? I just love that. That is amazing. I've heard that story, but I think it's just so, it's such a good just illustration of this type of, uh Of this topic, mm-hmm. because we do make a difference, and this is this is exactly why we even turned the microphones on ever you know two mm-hmm. and a half years ago when we started this podcast because we weren 't sure who was going to listen, but we know our community has been growing, and we hear from all our wonderful friends now that are part of this community that listen to this podcast every week, and we know that those people are making a difference, mm-hmm. so it's really cool we 're like all standing on the beach throwing starfish into the ocean
1: I love that yeah that's awesome. that's really
0: cool. That's awesome. All right. Well, thank you, friends. Keep your chin up. And like I said, if you if you would like to join our peas and carrots society on Facebook, we would love to have you. It is a very supportive group. And you I guarantee you, you will not feel alone once you are part of that group.
1: Right. So so do you ever feel like being a vegetarian or, or vegan is pointless? I mean, if you do. How have you worked through those feelings? We'd love to hear your answers to this question. We'd love to hear your feedback. So if you have, then head out to the show notes for this episode. It's episode 117 and leave a comment and let us know.
0: Yeah. And share it. So that way you're sharing it with other folks that might, that might help somebody who's feeling isolated uh, and depressed because of some of this on uh, by themselves somewhere. Right. All right. Until next time. Peace out. Bye.